I hope the sound is good. Gosh, I smell. Welcome to the Rainbows and Unicorns podcast where we share life things because life ain't all rainbows and unicorns, y'all. Life will never go as we want it to go. And I think that tomorrow I'm going to experience that firsthand as I go get my back cut open. So yesterday I finished 75 hard, which as you guys know, is a mental grit development program. I talked about it on the last episode. And, uh, Today was 76 of 75. I still did the workouts, went to PT this morning. I just finished my second workout. I have to get some post-workout real quick. But I think it's important that we understand we are not in competition with each other. So often we're looking at our counterparts and our peers thinking that's who we're in competition with, that they're trying to outdo us, that we have to be better than them. And I wanna tell y'all, that's not who you're in competition with. Your biggest adversary, the person that's going to cause you the most grief, that's going to stop you from succeeding, it's that reflection in the mirror, man. It's that person that looks back at you every day. The biggest thing I've learned over the last 75 days is how many times we make excuses for why we can't or why we won't or why we don't. And we always have the best excuses. Mine's because I'm paralyzed. And I caught myself telling my coach this, and I'm like, Jesse, Jesse, see you're making an excuse and it was an excuse my dog she's a mess she's being really needy right now i don't know where her deal is she's like up my butt trying to like go away lesson learned dog cannot be in the room when i start recording look early on in my injury i often compared myself to other people that also have a spinal cord injury and where they were at and what they were accomplishing and, and what they were doing and, and what they were posting and how they were moving in the world. And I lost me within that. And I really want to challenge y'all, don't, don't compare where you're at with someone else's journey. I forget where I read it once, but someone said, don't compare your page one to somebody's chapter 10. And that, that couldn't be more true. Stop comparing your day one, your, your right now to somebody else's middle of their journey, y'all. Like, you don't know what somebody went through to get to where they're at. And I'm very excited to open up about that throughout this pod and like how we can become better. But I cuss a lot. I have a lot to say. A couple last week, I, um, I made up Instagram live where I just like, I got mad, man. I got really mad because I'm so tired of how shallow people are. As Brie calls it, everybody's a bunch of puddles because they're so shallow. And I love that. I love that analogy, but we are. Like we care about the stupidest thing, all this vanity. Vanity doesn't matter, man. Like what's your soul? What's your heart? What are you doing to help others? And if you can't answer those questions, those are the tough questions. And if you can't give an honest answer and say that you're, you're, you have a good soul, all that vanity doesn't matter. And I think we're so focused on, well, how many likes do I get? How many followers do I have? Y'all, from someone that has 108,000 followers, that shit doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean anything. You don't change as a person just because you hit that. Money doesn't change from social media. Back when they were doing bonuses, it did, but they stopped doing that. Like, there's no incentive besides the clout. And that clout doesn't mean shit. Social media world is fake. You're literally only seeing someone's highlight reel. You're not seeing their struggles. You're not seeing their trials. You're not seeing their tribulations. And, and that's why I show up so authentically because like what you see is what you get. 
you meet me in real life, you're gonna get the same Jesse you see online, maybe with a couple more F words, because I filter myself a lot on the internet. <laughs> Gosh, that's bad. I need to be better with my potty mouth. I have a potty mouth, it's bad. I just tell it like it is, man. Like, the reason I'm so passionate is because I started where you were at. I'm gonna put my leg up for this. We about to get comfortable. I gotta get a theme song going. <laughs> But for real, I started where y'all are at. Like, I, I think back to when I was in rehab, and I'm like, how the hell am I going to live my life as a wheelchair user? How am I going to do this? There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And I just, I spent the first year of my injury, I partied, I drank a lot still. I went out, stayed up late, slept in late, would sleep in until 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, binge Netflix. Um, when I would get out of bed, I'd eat like a piece of cake, something sweet, ice cream maybe. I'd eat a whole pint of Talenti or whatever the heck it's called. In that plastic container with the screw on cap, yeah, I'd eat a whole pint of that, no questions asked. And I went from, I was like 130 pounds when I left the hospital to my first year, I ended up being like 160 pounds at my heaviest. And the worst part was my ass would fall on the floor because I refused to use the slide board. So I would work on these popover transfers where you pop from one surface to another. I posted a short about it a couple weeks ago. Um, but you pop from one, one surface to the other. And usually you would use a board under you. And I, I was like, screw that board. Like I'm not carrying this thing everywhere I go. I already have to carry catheters. I carry gloves and wipes and all this crap. I'm not carrying extra shit. So I refused to use it. And I was trying to teach myself to pop over and I would fall on the floor at least two to three times a week and I would be stuck there like four or five hours. I would just be stuck on the floor, hanging out, hanging out, waiting for somebody to get home, rescue me. And I was so clueless and hopeless, y'all like. <laughs> so the next year I find adaptive sports. I'm like, ooh, let me see what I could do with this. And I was like, ooh, I like being an athlete, this is fun. Wow, I wasn't like, I really was never, I was an athlete, but I wasn't, it's not like I didn't play regular sports, I raced four-wheelers. And I never actually treated myself like an athlete. And so I got probably a year or so into playing adaptive sports and I was like, let me, let me like, let me actually like pour into my mental being and pour into my physical being and, and work really hard, you know? I'm like, let me just pour into myself and see what I could do. And I lost that 30 pounds. I got to a point where I could do the floor transfer. I started loving my body. Yeah, that was the biggest one. I became confident, I started getting confident. The more I liked my reflection in the mirror, the more I showed up for me, the more confident I became, especially the more I showed up for me. Cause then I could trust me. I could trust my word. If I said I was gonna do something for myself, I could trust that I was gonna do that thing for myself. And we, we say we're gonna do something. We say, I'm gonna do this, that, and the other. And we talk this big game about what we're going to do. And, and for me, I was tired about, of talking about what I was going to do and I wanted to start doing, but I just didn't take initiative. So that was really my first big step into, into taking control of what I could do. I decided to start working out. I was like, all right, let's work out. And I'm like, all right, what can I feed my mind? What's well, gonna be productive to feed my mind? So I started reading books. And you guys, I have this big collection. And I wasn't consistent, y'all. Like I worked out like two, three times a week. I read maybe once a week, twice a week. I was not consistent at all, but I was doing it. And then I started eating better. And then 
a couple years later, I started school when I would meal prep for school and then the pandemic happened. And when the pandemic happened, it was like everything kind of fell apart at once. Um, I was slowly losing my independence within about two months into the pandemic. And I didn't realize it's because I just wasn't eating. Um, I would I would do my schoolwork. I, was, I had chemistry and statistics. So I had like two hard summer classes that are condensed really small. And so I was doing these two classes and I was, just, I was skipping meals altogether. I just wasn't eating because I was just so focused on getting school done. It was like, wake up whenever because there was no rules because everything was on lockdown. I'd do my work and then I'd, I'd go back to bed. And so I wasn't eating. I wasn't really doing much. And I started losing my independence. I, I was working out, but my shoulders weren't getting stronger. And I wasn't able to get dressed. And then my cousin committed suicide. And I felt jealousy. It was like jealousy she wasn't in pain. Jealousy she no longer had to struggle with her struggle. <laughs> jealousy that she had the balls to do it. Because I would never. I could never. I don't, I don't have the balls to do that to my family. And all the people that care about me, I just I couldn't do it. I felt jealousy and I remember I asked God, I said, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what the hell my purpose is, but I need some guidance and strength because I shouldn't want to die. I got a second chance at life. Why do I feel this way? And so I um, like searched soul for God, told God, give me direction. And he led me to first form where I had a conversation with a gentleman there named Will. And Will told me, Jesse, it sounds like you're not eating enough protein. Have you ever thought about tracking your nutrition? And I said, damn, well, no, how do I do that? What's a macro? I don't know what the hell you're talking to me about. What does this mean? So he explains it to me. I download this app and I start, and I'll drop a link to the app in the, in the description, the show description. Um, but I download this app and I start tracking just my protein. And I got like a weekend and I'm like, bitch, you might as well just track everything, see where you're at. And it turns out I was eating like 30 to 60 grams of protein a day, okay? And doing full CrossFit workouts. And then just under eating on everything else. I literally was probably eating around 700, 900 calories a day, if I was lucky, sometimes 1200, if I had sweets. And so I realized I was grossly under eating and now I'm starving my body. I'm reducing my body's ability to recover. So my muscles were just in constant muscle breakdown. So I wasn't able to create muscle. And essentially what was happening was my body was just deteriorating itself, trying to rebuild itself. And so I began thinking, I'm like, damn, how many wheelchair users have shoulder issues that could be corrected with proper nutrition? And I started studying about nutrition and the way that food powers us and gives us strength when used properly and how much food that we eat that's processed and overly high in carbs and fats. Like when I started tracking, I literally started learning about food. The whole goal of tracking is for you to just learn about food. How can food serve you? What are the numbers in food? And how are how is food doing you a disservice? That's it. It's not about counting calories. It's about meeting specific macronutrients to allow you to reach your physical goals. So many wheelchair users want to achieve independence, but they weigh 400 pounds. How the fuck are you going to achieve independence when you weigh 400 pounds? Nobody can lift 400 pounds independently. Well, that's a lie. Wheelchair users, it's very difficult for us to lift 400 pounds independently. That's a lot of weight to lift around. And so if you weigh three, 400 pounds, how do you expect to be have independence? And I think that's something we don't realize. We don't realize that food is our power. You could literally not work out and just meet your macros and lose weight. And that's like, that's, we overcomplicate it. It's literally so 
simple. And that's what led me to becoming a nutrition coach is because I'm like, why are we overcomplicating nutrition? It's like, don't eat carbs, don't eat fats, don't eat this, don't eat that. And it's like, no, fuck that. Eat what you want to eat as long as it fits within your macros. Be cautious about how much processed food and sugar you're consuming, but you don't have to cut it out altogether. And I think that's my biggest frustration within the fitness, in the fitness industry is that there's so much misinformation. People think that my favorite is like, oh, well, I eat low carbs and I eat a salad every day. Like that salad, is it iceberg lettuce? Because that lettuce ain't doing nothing for you. <laughs> that salad's not serving you if there's no protein with it. If you're just eating salads all day, what's it, what, are you, what are you, a rabbit? You can't run on that. And it's so frustrating because the logic... And I was the same way. And I'm like, why? Where did this come from? And it's this diet culture. This diet culture is what's toxic to weight loss and weight gain. The, this whole culture of like, you have to be do it this one specific way. It has to, you have to cut out all of these things. You have to look a certain way. And it's like, no, how do you feel? Well, how do you feel when you look at yourself? How is your overall physical health how's your sex drive how many bowel movements are you having how's your energy I don't give a shit about the number on the scale because that doesn't matter that's not what determines results it does not what drives results it's it's taking progress photos and seeing the progress of you you doing what you have to do or the lack of progress it's taking measurements to understand that hey the scale might be not be moving but your your waist side is trimming and early on in my coaching career, it's really where, where I really, really fucked up, to be completely honest, is I didn't have people take, I didn't make it a requirement for people to take these body metrics. I made it an option. I'm like, hey, you here's, if, if you would just take, take some body metrics, you know, just maybe, maybe do this and it will help you. And it's like, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not the answer. Those body metrics, like, they're, they're non-negotiable. You've got to put those in because that's what's going to allow you to continue to grow and develop. And that's what's going to give you true information, measurable information. I think the biggest thing that we forget is we cannot manage what we don't measure. And people are like, oh, well, I can't. No, the fuck you can't. You're not special. You're not some superhuman. Like life is crazy. Life is just like boom, 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 boom. And if we don't measure it, we don't have a tangible way to say, hey, we're doing the right things unless we've created habits that allow us to do that. And even then, you've got to come back and measure it from time to time, because if you just go off the rails and go live your life, then you don't know if you're on track. How do you know? There's just there's so. You don't have to let what people tell you be your truth. We allow other people to dictate our lives. We allow other people to tell us what's right and wrong. We allow, we allow, we allow. A good example of this is the other week I was at the gym and I had transferred off the bench. I was switching out my weights and this man comes up to me and he's like, so why are you in that thing? Didn't ask my name, didn't even start a conversation. He's just like, boom, why are you in that thing? And it's like, no. No, I don't owe you an explanation for that. And it's setting that boundary. I felt so empowered because for the first time in the eight years of me being injured, I didn't give somebody the explanation that they wanted. 
just because they asked me. And like, I usually use it as an opportunity, but that day I just wasn't feeling it. I was just trying to get my pump and get out. And, and he had to, there was no boundaries and there's no boundaries. And I'm just like, I'm over it. So I said, no, no. So I get paid thousands of dollars to tell people that story. You're not paying me, so I'm not telling it. Not today, no. Well, I was in a wheelchair once, no. No, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. And I think that's what people don't realize. Like, I understand you're trying to relate, but I really don't, don't, don't. Just don't do it. Just let me live. My I just wish people would just treat me like a normal human being. Cause I'm a normal human being. I just sit down. That's it. I use wheels to get around. But I do, I own a business. I'm working with people on a nonprofit. I am an international speaker. I'm a fitness and nutrition coach. I'm an athlete. I'm doing more than most. Treat me like a human being. Treat me like I'm walking. Because this wheelchair does not devalue my worth. This wheelchair doesn't make me any less capable. Your perspective of this wheelchair is not my reality. And our perspective of other people's lives is not their reality. And so the sooner we stop chasing after those likes from other people, the sooner we can be okay. The sooner we unapologetically live our life for us, the sooner we can find happiness. Because while you're out here searching for approval and searching for people just to like you, the world's still turning. And you're missing out on your true calling and the life that you deserve to live. The life you want's available to you. You can literally be whoever the fuck you want to be. It took me getting paralyzed to realize that. I'm an actual athlete. I'm a boss bitch. I'm inspirational as fuck. And I don't quit. Under no circumstances. And I think that's my favorite thing about me. If you don't like who you become, I challenge you to think outside the box, figure out who you want to be, figure out the habits that person would have of who you want to be, and then work as hard as you can to become that person. We'll see you next week.